Welcome to Dollars and Cents with a couple of gents Making money moves with the finest of gents Come and pull up a seat cause we're proud to present How to make some good decisions when you're on the fence Rob and Steve gonna tell you how to do it the best Hello and welcome to another episode of Dollars and Cents with a couple of gents I am one of the gents, Stephen Ellis You guessed it, I'm the other gent, Robert Wolfson Did they guess though? Were they guess- How do you know they were guessing? They were thinking about it Welcome also to 2022 it's a new year. Hope everyone had a great Christmas holidays and vacation, a little bit of downtime. Although I don't know about you, Steve. It was so cold. We didn't really do too much. I did nothing. Although. I ate a lot of chocolate. <laughs> that's right. Had some eggnog. Yeah. Although forced downtime is also a good thing just to watch some shows and spend time with the family. I agree, Rob. Family time was good and a little bit of relaxation, but I, I had cabin fever by day two. Normally, we'd be doing a bunch of skiing over that time period, but everything was canceled. It was way too cold on the hill. So Yeah, they even closed down most of the ski hills, right? Some of them they did, yeah. We tried to go skating, and again, we lasted about 15 minutes. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> what are we doing out here? Toes were frozen and had enough of that. Yeah. Back home to watch Netflix. That's right. We know how much Rob loves Netflix. So as we mentioned, it's a new year, and what comes with a new year? But New Year's resolutions. So for today's episode, we wanted to discuss some New Year's resolutions, financial and otherwise, and maybe go through some tips and tricks to stick to some of the financial-related New Year's resolutions that you might have. That's a good point, Steve. I mean, we we do want to talk about financial resolutions and others, as you mentioned, but it is typical that financial resolutions are at the top of most people's lists, uh, paying down debt, uh, saving retirement, etc. It's easy to get off track. And so really, at the end of the day, you want to have resolutions that are measurable, but most importantly, attainable and realistic. I was taking a look at a recent poll. I found this on a CNBC article, but it was of about 2,400 Americans. But I'm sure it doesn't matter who you poll, it's going to be very similar. But the number one resolution for 2022 is to pay down debt. And I think that's the same for almost every year. I think at the top of most people's New Year's resolutions is to pay down some debt. After that, close second is saving for emergencies, having a better budget, spending habits. Amazingly, fourth place on this poll was saving for retirement. So as much as that is a longer term goal, it's still on there, which is great to see. And even just simpler things like investing more money, getting a higher paying job. We all want that. Maybe you're looking at buying a new home. Uh, and some people just don't make goals, which is which is fine, too. At the end of the day, though, you do want to have some sort of goals because without it's like financial planning, without a roadmap, you never know if you're going to achieve it and have something to look forward to. So we don't want to advocate for having no goals, but there are lots of people that don't believe in resolutions and therefore don't plan or don't have those types of goals. So Rob, I mentioned having some tips and tricks to stick to some of these resolutions. I think really the first one and the first thing that I would say is as you're going through this process, when you're putting these these goals or these resolutions in place, number one, write them down. Right. I think it's always important. We always advocate for writing down what your plans are. When we talk about planning from a financial uh, perspective. We talk about having a written plan. So something on paper and then having a plan in terms of how you're going to achieve those. So writing down, I want to pay down debt probably isn't enough to get it done. You want to have some kind of a strategy for doing it. So strategize around how that goal is going to be attainable to you and shrink it down to a great extent too. So if there's a certain level of debt, how much can you pay down on a monthly basis so you're making it those shorter term goals within that long term goal? 
So that's the first, call it, tip and or trick. That's an excellent point, Steve. It's really easy to get overwhelmed, especially if it's a goal that's larger or is going to take a longer period of time to accomplish. So things like you mentioned, like paying down debt and also retirement planning, uh, just saving for your retirement, even though it's, uh, can be a long way away for, for some younger people. Start small, uh, make it uh, manageable and realistic. Rob, I think another benefit of that too is that if you're setting shorter term goals within that larger term goal, you're able to appreciate the successes that you have along the way, right? As opposed to just seeing that end goal, hitting that end goal in December of 2022, right at the end and saying, yes, I made it. You're able to sort of celebrate that the whole way through, which helps you keep going, right? If you're not seeing results, it's like going to the gym. If you've been going to the gym for a month and you haven't been seeing the results, it's hard to keep going, right? Whereas if you can sort of set shorter term goals and you're starting to see those successes along the way, it sort of keeps you coming back for more, for lack of a better term. I think it's a great point, Steve. I think a lot of people have a goal and if it's too unrealistic or too far reaching, instead of just tailoring back to make it more measurable or easily achievable they just stop altogether so don't hold yourself back just because you failed in the past doesn't mean you won't succeed in the future with a more realistic or goal that's uh, better from a time perspective for yourself so just think about what you can do differently so that you can stick to your goals and on the flip side don't get upset with yourself if you get a little bit off track just refocus yeah i think that's a great point rob i mean it's easy when you get off track to just stay off, right? And I think it's important to get back on track. If you can make up, if it's a payment, let's say, if you can make up that payment, great. If you can't, just pick up where you left off. You're gonna be better off down the road if you're able to get back on track, even with that slight slip, we'll say. So how do you avoid having those slips? Are there ways that you can stay away from getting off track a little bit? And I think, and and we often kind of hate this word, but accountability. So that can be accountability from somebody else, uh, maybe your partner that you've shared your your goals with that can help hold you accountable and say, hey, did you make that payment this month? And you can also hold yourself accountable. And there's lots of ways to do that. One would be uh, making automatic payments. So whether it be a contribution to an RSP that you're making automatically or uh, payments towards debt, Perhaps you've decided to increase your mortgage payments or make lump sums or whatever the case may be. Those can be done automatically. They often refer to that as paying yourself first. So it just comes out. You don't notice it. There's no ability to uh, use it for discretionary purposes. It just goes towards that particular agenda item. As much as we're focusing the first part of this episode on the financial New Year's resolutions because of our roles, all of those things don't matter unless you're healthy and happy from a physical and emotional standpoint. Of course, mental health is so important these days. So Steve, do you have some ideas on some other goals that people may have for resolutions? I do, Rob. And actually, I mean, beyond the traditional get healthy, eat right, right, go to the gym more, which we hear a lot. And the gyms tend to be a heck of a lot busier in January than they are in December. So we know that. But we did come across some others that I think are timely. And it's also worth noting that even though these are non-financial by nature, there is really a crossover. And a lot of them are things that we talk about when we talk to people about retirement and having a successful retirement. We often talk about some of these things. So as much as they are 
quote unquote non-financial, I think there is some overlap there. So the first one I wanted to mention was surround yourself with good friends. And I would extend that to family as well. I think because of COVID and everything we've been through, that's become more important than ever, just to reconnect with people. And I think to a certain extent, we've been able to do that a little bit and, and realized how much we've missed that and the effect, the positive effect that has on our everyday lives. So just reconnecting with family, reconnecting with, with good friends and surrounding yourself with those people. Zoom is great. The technology has been amazing to help us get through business and family and see people over a screen, but people need that face-to-face connection for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think I've heard a few people say, you know, I just miss hugs or handshakes, whatever it may be. So having that personal connection, it's also about sharing your experiences. I do find a lot of the conversations that I'm having with people are still, you know, surrounding COVID and they have a really negative tone. And I think that has to change to a certain extent as well when we're connecting with people, connecting on something other than COVID, I think is really important. So one of the things that I'm looking at doing in the new year and one of my resolutions is to have those those conversations and to sort of get away from the the COVID chat. We'll still talk about it on this podcast all the time, as, as you know, but to get away from that a bit more in my personal connections with people. Another one, Rob, and this does sound cheesy, I know that, is smile. Uh, and I read that and I thought, okay, that's cheesy. But really what it comes down to is just uh, understanding what that smile means, sharing that feeling. So finding some joy and, and sharing it. I mean, a smile is a very quick, easy way to share joy with people without saying anything. So again, I, forgive me, I realize it's very cheesy, but it's also very simple. So making a, a point of, of smiling when you are connecting with people, I think that really goes a long way. It's an excellent point, Steve. Uh, you see someone smiling, it's just positive attitude, just conveys that air of positivity. And uh, Steve's smiling right now. I mean, it's actually kind of creepy. <laughs> but it, it's contagious and uh, and it does go a long way, 100%. You're right. Yeah, go to McDonald's. Smiles are free. <laughs> Do they still advertise that? I don't know. It's been a while since yeah, I've been to McDonald's. While, yeah, I remember uh, people would go in and ask for a smile. Uh, I was smiling at Rob in a very creepy way, and, and <laughs> it made him laugh. And, and uh, so I think I just to proved my point. My point. Exactly. Yeah. Another couple, and I'm going to combine two, which is live in the moment and be thankful. And I think those I put those together because it's it's hard to live in the moment when you feel like the moment. Uh, has its struggles, right? You know, we want to look forward to when we're not wearing masks, when we're not sort of locked down or whatever the case may be. But we have to also enjoy the moment and and find joy in what we do have as opposed to what we don't. And I think that's important, uh, living in the moment. And, And like I say, being thankful for that, being thankful for the things we have as opposed to worrying about the things that we don't at the moment. Wow, that sounds very preachy. A little bit, but it's true. I think people think of our current situation as so dire, but think about all of the troubles and hardships uh, generations in the past have had to gone through. And yeah, we haven't been able to go out and see people as much, but really that's small, small problems compared to other problems in the world recently and in the past. Rob, I actually just thought of one more and it sort of circles back to the whole, uh, you know, go to the gym, be healthy, sort of. Uh, And that is 
be active. And I don't mean that from a workout sense. Uh, active could be anything, right? Finding a hobby of some sort. You know, I've been, it's funny because I actually got a Rubik's Cube for Christmas and uh, I learned to solve the Rubik's Cube and I've been doing it every day uh, just to try and get better and faster at it. And it seems really simple and maybe a little on the childish side, but it's something to sort of focus on, something to fill a bit of time, have a goal. Uh, to, you know, first goal was to solve it and now I've got my kids timing me and I'm teaching them to do it. You know, just being active, having something and and it doesn't need to be going for a 10K run. It can be, uh, you know, having a show on Netflix that you can, uh, again, sit down and whether it's with yourself or you use it as a way to connect with family and friends or whatever it may be. I know we can't necessarily do all the activities that we might want to, you know, going out with friends for dinners, things like that. But certainly finding something to be active and to have purpose for uh, is very important. Yeah, mental activity is just important as physical activity. And for me, is learning how to play guitar. I think, Stevie, the listeners think all I do is sit around and watch Netflix all day. <laughs> but uh, when I have some free time, I like to bring out the guitar. I'm by no means an expert, but I do like to play around and try to learn new songs. And it's just very mentally stimulating and just get your mind off things. So just that mental break and that mental um, flexing your brain is so important as well, too, not just the physical activity, as you alluded to. Rob, and you are also a bowler. <laughs> yes. Just so everyone knows, Rob does three things. Netflix, bowl, guitar. That's right. <laughs> That's the repertoire. And now the listeners know I solve Rubik's Cubes. But you're also an active skier. So the next thing for you is I want to see a video of you doing the Rubik's Cube while you're <laughs> yeah. going downhill. Yeah. Is that safe? I don't know. Probably That's not probably safe. Probably not the best idea. Very impressive, though. Yeah. I don't know that I'm quite good enough at either to do them together. There you go. So I gotta be I gotta be careful. Maybe maybe it's solving the Rubik's cube with one hand or something like that. I don't think I have the dexterity in my hands when you watch some of these these kids solve Rubik's cubes in, you know, ten or fifteen seconds. I'd be fumbling that thing all over the place. It'd be flying across the room, I think. So that's that's not in the cards for me either. So Rob, that was really all we had in terms of resolutions. So before we go, we just wanted to talk, again, being that it's 2022, just give everyone a quick update on some of the key financial points and some numbers for the 2022 calendar year. The first one, which is uh, the easiest we mentioned in our last podcast, um, is just about tax-free savings accounts. The limit is the same as last year, which is $6,000. And for those Canadians who are at least 18 years of age, uh, since 2009 and have never contributed, the maximum amount cumulative now is $81,500. And the RRSP dollar limit this year is $29,210. That's up from $27,830 in 2021. And that amount, of course, is 18% of your 2021 earned inc income, which includes uh, self-employment, rental income, and then less any pension adjustments. So make sure if you've uh, got a pension that you're taking into account your pension adjustment and reducing your contribution limit by that amount. And so for those people who like to make a contribution at the start of the year and want to have the option to use it for last year's income to offset, the last day for contributions is March the 1st this year. 
One thing that we also talked about in a recent podcast episode, for those who haven't listened, make sure you go back in your library, but we have a little bit of inflation out there in the world, Steve. And with that, the Canada Revenue Agency actually announced the inflation rate to be used for indexing tax brackets in 2022, and that is 2.4%. And one interesting thing about that is we talk to a lot of clients and retirees about is old age security, because when you have over a certain amount of income, you start having your old age security or OAS clawed back. And that number has increased to $81,761. So once you make over that in retirement, you'll start to have your old age security reduced up to a maximum amount of $133,141, where at that level, you do not qualify for any more old age security. Also for 2022, all five federal income tax brackets have been indexed to inflation using 2.4%. If you want any more details or specific numbers to see where you might fit and how your marginal tax rate may have changed, you can certainly reach out to us and we can send you those details. And finally, just a quick reminder for those who continued to work from home in 2021, you'll once again be able to take advantage of that temporary flat rate method for a tax deduction to offset some of the costs from your home expenses. Under that flat rate method, basically you can take $2 for each day that you work from home during the pandemic, but you can also just do a maximum of $500. It was $400, but they increased it up to $500 for the 2021 and 2022 tax years. Right, so there you go, just a few numbers for of the 2021 tax year and for this upcoming year, 2022. So Rob, we'll leave it at that. Hopefully we've given the listeners out there some uh, good tips and tricks to make some resolutions if, if they haven't already and to stick to them. If anyone has some great resolutions that they have for themselves that we didn't touch on, we'd love to hear about them. Yeah, also if you've got any ideas for topics for episodes for us in 2022, let us know. And to everyone out there, good luck with your resolutions in 2022, whatever they may be. As always, I am Stephen Ellis. And I am Robert Wolfson. And we are a couple of gents. And we'll talk to you again soon.